nearer my God to thee. That's fine. Leave that. All of that needs to. That's good. Trust and obey. The only way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. I learned that song while visiting with Dr. John McNeil Jr., the man of God, in his church, the Atlanta Bible Baptist Church. It blessed my heart when I first heard it as a congregational song and um, it has blessed my heart ever since. I can't sing it, but I can say it because I'm all about the words anyway. And God did not give me the gift to sing it. I would sing a whole lot. I guess he already knew that. I was saying too much instead of preach. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. <clears throat> Pardon me. And that is so true. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but his smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt or a fear, not a sigh or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, my dear friends, but to trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sins we will go. <clears throat> Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. <clears throat> Pardon me, to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. This is another song, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know 
Thus saith the Lord. I can't sing the hymns like others, but I can say the hymns, and there's power even in the words. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And I would not trade the battles, the persecution, the lies, uh, the foolishness, the fight for anything in the world over these past 42 years. One songwriter said we should not go to heaven on flowery beds of ease. Uh, God has given me great victories in the ministry that I never dreamed of. At the same time, uh, the battle has been fierce. And I've seen a many a Judas. And... Uh, even in the family. So uh, if you're going through the same thing, rejoice in it. Give God the glory and the praise. <clears throat> I know that today's Christianity does not want to talk about it, even though they experience it if they're doing something for God. Uh, but that's not the way of the sweet evangelical Christian world. Everything, or the charismatic world, everything is supposed to be hunkadory and wonderful and sweet and dandy all of the time in our lives, in our families, in our churches, and that's just not the case. And God has revealed that. It was already going on. God has revealed it through chastisement and rebuke. Uh, nearly probably 70% or over 70% of all so-called pastors have quit the ministry or want to quit. You know why? Because they were not called by God to pastor in the first place. They use it as a gimmick, a profession, as a job. <clears throat> and many of the fluffy Christians throughout the plague pandemic have forsaken God, have forsaken Jesus, have forsaken the church. They don't even go to church online. All they have to do in the words of Jamal, uh, Pastor Jamal Bryant, is appear in their pajamas with some pancakes ready to worship. <laughs> boy, that boy can string some words together, but he's right about it. He said, <laughs> and he said, people are not going to change. Those who are going to church online, they're not going to change that, man. <clears throat> Anyway, it was something I predicted years ago, bouncing from, believe it or not, an episode of Greenleaf. I think that's, the, that's what happened. But anyway, my beloved, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, no matter what the situation is. And to the standing between the living and the dead, 
prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service. I believe that this is service number 813 since the near the beginning of the coronavirus plague. That God laid upon my heart. Trust me when I tell you I would have never in a million years thought of a service like this. And uh, I would not have <clears throat> been that excited about doing it. I've already told you some reasons why. One is because I knew that most people would not be interested in just reading the Word of God alone without preaching, without comment. Sadly, in the church, preaching has become entertainment, just as uh, for some, uh, just as entertaining as the choir and the young men doing mime and all of that foolishness and marching down the aisle, twisting and turning and people running around the church and people running up to the platform slapping down an envelope with a dollar in it. <coughs> Nothing but entertainment. <coughs> but I have news for you. Preaching is not entertainment. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third. Uh, a no good sinner saved by the grace of God. I'm just a beggar telling other beggars where the bread is. That's all. I'm just a nobody telling everybody about somebody who can save anybody. That's all. I, I have to do this introduction to this podcast. It's for identifying purposes. And uh, I know the third sounds pompous, but I do want to honor my father, uh, the most loving man that I've ever met, and um, who stayed with his family no matter what. Even though it was a bad marriage and family, he stayed with his wife and children until the end. And I honor him and respect him for that because he could have flown the coop, uh, but uh, he did not do that. And that was unusual back in those days, and he truly got saved too, because his life changed. I saw his life change. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, and his name is Daniel White Jr., and I am sure he would want me to distinguish between the two, Daniel White III. And besides all of that, coming out of slavery is a miracle that now we have four generations of Daniel Whites. And I want my son to distinguish the difference as well, Daniel White IV. Uh, it's amazing how different we all can be. <laughs> I'm nothing like my father in the sense that uh, I'm not as loving and, uh, and I do not let my wife run over me and manipulate me. Uh, in fact, I learned from them not to do that. 
And there's no telling what Daniel White the Fourth is going to end up being and doing, or Daniel Ezekiel White. Uh, but uh, God knoweth. Uh, and so we 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 honor all of that coming out of slavery is a miracle that we have four generations, and so we state that. Uh, it sounds pompous, and and I am uncomfortable saying it, but. It is what it is. Uh, I am the president of Gospel Light Society International, which was formed in 1983 as a worldwide evangelistic ministry. Back in those days, I traveled around the world and preached the gospel. And today, my beloved, we... Uh, again with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 994 where I simply read the word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary or the and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so therefore the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and giving of the sense of it or the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God Almighty. The day of wrath is coming that lost souls, human beings, and millions and millions of them would come to know uh, would avoid rather going to the eternal burning hell uh, that Jesus preached on more than anybody in the Bible and who said repeatedly where the fire shall never be quenched but then who said the most loving most magnificent most wonderful most glorious most beautiful and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. No Plato didn't say them. No Aristotle did not say them. No Buddha did not say them. Muhammad didn't say them. Shakespeare didn't say them. 
Milton didn't save them. Even the golden-tongued Martin Luther King Jr. didn't save them. In fact, he quoted this man named Jesus Christ, who said the most important words in the world, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Shall we pray? All of it. Holy Father God in heaven, it is such a joy to be before your throne of grace because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, today. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And Lord, as you know, I mean every word of that. These are not just words to me. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I thank you for leading me somehow, someway, the most irreligious person that I know to him, your Savior, your Son, and our Savior. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Ghost. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Word. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me, upon my family, and upon this ministry. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for the people who have stood with me through thick and thin. And, uh, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for those who have forsaken me as well. For, Lord, all things work together for the good, as you have said in your word. I praise you, Holy Father God, even for the Judases in my life, the persecutors in my life and even in my family. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for uh, the thorns in the flesh. Lord God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you, yes, for all of the blessings, but Lord, I thank you for all of the troubles, the trials, the temptations, the tests and tensions, for all things work together for the good. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for every blessing and everything that has ever happened in my life, except my own sins, failures, and faults. 
For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. Because of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for all people who are born again and who are saints. Forgive them of their sins as well. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, Lord, that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, <coughs> pardon me, Lord, <coughs> Lord, I do praise you and I thank you for these blessings. And as your children born again and saved, Lord, everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord, help us to humble ourselves and confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures as Christian believers, and wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, I pray, afresh and anew on this beautiful Sunday that you have made, help us not to take it for granted. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh, and the old man within us all, and fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Put a God at our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Lord, place upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with your protection a band of your holy angels, and a wall of your holy fire. And Holy Father God, deliver each and every one of us from temptation, evil, and sin, and grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, today, throughout this day, until we die, to love right, to live right, <coughs> to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I do pray that for those of us who are saved by your grace, help us to humble ourselves and to pray, and to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent, and to get back to you, our first love. and to do your will. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of the lost, the religious and church-going lost, such as my wife and her mother and aunts, my mother and two sisters and other family members across the country and around the globe. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. 
Help them to lay aside their pride and come to know you as Savior. My wife, Marika White, is the first one in her uh, family to be married this long. I pray that she will be the first one to truly come to know you as Savior and uh, set the example for the rest of her family. Uh, Lord, uh, so that she can also have fruit in her life that remains and so that she can have the assurance of going to heaven and cease from her disobedience, pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness and manifest the fruits of your Holy Spirit uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, and get her prayers answered in the name of Jesus Christ and because of Jesus Christ and to stop trying to do these things in the flesh for she has lived a miserable life by trying to do that and she has not experienced your blessings because you're no respecter of persons. So Lord, I pray, Lord, for all of my children, uh, some who may have been slipped to Mickey, help them all to examine themselves and help them to understand that if they live like their mother and act like their mother <coughs> or their grandmothers, uh, they may be lost and on their way to a devil's hell. So Lord, help them to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Lord, I thank you for the privilege, privilege of leading each and every one of them to you at the age of seven. Uh, and I know some got saved. I have concerns about uh, two or three. And I pray, Lord, for all of them to come to know you as Savior, for it will make a difference in their lives, and they will have a sweet, sweet spirit and attitude uh, about life towards you and towards family members and friends and other people. And they will be a witness for you until the day they die. And Lord, uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, for Danielle and uh, Duran and Quasia, uh, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Danzekiel, and Danielle. And Lord, I pray that you would protect them from the satanic and demonic foolishness that's going on in the world where homosexuals and lesbians uh, try to pull children away from their parents even as adults and, uh, uh, and try to make them hate their parents using money and cars and houses and so forth. Lord, open the eyes of my children, give them your wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight, and discernment that they will not fall for the devil's trap that will destroy their lives and cast them into hell with others. <clears throat> and Lord, I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they are truly saved and doing your will. 
And I pray that you'll help them to remember how they were raised based upon your holy word. And uh, not only be Christians, but act like Christians. And I pray this and all of this, Lord, for all of my true Christian brethren, people who name the name of Christ, and who are striving to serve you, Lord Jesus Christ. Across this country, this wicked country, uh, with many wicked churches and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give all of us sweet victory. And Lord, we pray also, speaking of that, Lord, in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I openly now pray these things as for uh, nearly 34 years, right at 34 years, I did not pray them publicly, I prayed them privately. And I praise you and I thank you for the liberty, the transparency to pray about these things openly now. And uh, I believe it's having an impact not only uh, in the lives of my family members, but the lives of thousands of other people. Because they've never heard this kind of transparency before. I thank you for teaching me a long time ago at BUA, Baptist University of America, the power of the preacher being transparent and uh, uh, solidifying the truth that we all go through the same things. And so I pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please cast out the devil himself and the demons of hell. Uh, the monsters of hell uh, and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my own wife, Marika White, who has displayed demon possession for over 34 years, especially when it comes down to the preaching of the gospel, uh, preaching your word, church services, Lord, you have seen it, I have seen it, and my children have seen it. And I'm so glad that I did everything I could do to protect them from her devilish and demonic attitude and spirit. And Lord, uh, uh, thank you for revealing to me that there are other people in families who have the same demonic, satanic spirits and attitudes who act halfway decently if the preaching of the gospel is not going on or getting ready to go on. The preaching of your word is going on and getting ready to go on. Or a service that impacts the lives of people or a witnessing program that uh, is uh, about getting people saved is not going on. They act halfway decently, but then when these things are done, or praying, uh, or getting ready to pray, or reading the Bible, any of these things uh, start happening, the demons, the devil from hell uses this person as a Judas to try to hinder them. It has nothing to do with uh, 
the relationship has nothing to do with the husband doing this or that. Uh, there's a devil loose. And uh, when a person is not saved, we understand that they have no power against the devil. People who are saved do. And so, Lord, cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of completely 100%. Because no matter how hard she tries, uh, it's never going to cease until she humbles herself and gets saved and uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ have the power over Satan, the devil, and the demons of hell. Do the same in the lives, Lord, of all of my children and all of our family on both sides and in the lives of millions of other Christian families and uh, especially in other families as well. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, help my wife Marika White not to just do good to gain something or to get something, but to do it because she is saved and filled with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray the same prayer for all of my children and all other family members and all other Christian people who name the name of Christ in this country and around the globe. Lord, dig down deep and cast the devil and the demons of hell out of their lives uh, permanently. And Lord, I do pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. No Christian should act ugly or be mean and hateful and have a nasty attitude at any point of the day. Uh, no Christian should have to have coffee before they act halfway decently, or uh, no Christian should blame a lack of sleep on a bad attitude and hatefulness and meanness, because no matter what the situation is with us, no matter what the circumstance, if we are born again, you have a way of coming out. I cannot explain it. I don't understand it all, but I know that that is the case. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would uh, indeed rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell, Lord, from us and from all other people. And give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, <coughs> and the devil. Pave the way for us. Open up doors for us that no man can shut. And so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of all people who don't know you. We pray for the revival of the saved. We pray that they, the saved would repent confess their sins and be revived. We pray, Lord, for the healing of the sick by the millions, if they're willing to trust in you, confess their sins and repent. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort those who are grieving and mourning, whether they're saved or lost, over the death of loved ones from the coronavirus plague, uh, 
or they have people who are sick. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, bless and anoint the communion service to come. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will help your true Christian people to look forward to your coming, either through the rapture or through death. Lord, help everybody who is saved to get ready, get ready, get ready. In the words of another preacher, and we do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Lord, as we sung, or rather, as we heard the words of that beautiful song last night as it was sung, and then uh, this morning when I read the words, trust and obey, you mentioned that, or rather it is mentioned in that song about you, how that if we trust and obey, we will always have your peace and your joy. And nothing will trouble our hearts and minds. And so we pray that you'll help all of us who are saved and born again to trust and obey. And help us, Lord, to, uh, we pray that you would work a divine miracle and lift all of our burdens and cares and worries. Anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. Things that you want us to do and take care of, confess and repent of, help us to do that. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would otherwise lift every burden, care, worry, anxiety. If we have truly confessed our sins and repented of our sins, lift every burden of guilt, of sin. And then, Lord, help us all to understand the importance of confession of sin before your throne, repenting of sin before your throne, and doing right before you in your eyesight and doing, uh, obeying you in your eyesight. And then, Lord, help us to pray in faith, believing uh, that you would deliver us from all afflictions and distresses, cares and worries and anxieties. Deliver us, Lord, from all tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions, only with lessons learned that you wanted to teach us. Continue to break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. Lord, please do not take away any of those things if we have not learned the lessons you wanted us to learn. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save those souls that are lost before us today. Help them to hear the gospel and to obey it and to get saved today. And uh, Holy Father God, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to proclaim and to preach your Holy Gospel, and to preach and proclaim and teach your Holy Word. And Lord, prepare everybody's heart who is saved for communion, those who are not saved and those who are not living as saved people, for many have died in our day and time, not only in uh, the biblical days, but in our day and time, thousands and millions have died because for years they have tempted you 
and disrespected you and gave communion when they were not worthy themselves to give it and gave it to people who were not worthy living in adultery and fornication homosexuality and everything else and millions have died in the church because of it so Lord help people to think twice before they take communion today lest they become sickly and die too and uh, help them to confess their sins if they're saved and if they're not saved help them to get saved or do not take communion as you have led me not to even give communion to my own wife. I don't know if that's ever been done in the history of the church, but it's being done now until she repents, until she comes to know your Savior and repents of her patterns of sins that she's committed for over 34 years uh, under my authority and under my sight. And uh, more importantly, under your sight. And so I thank you for leading me uh, to do right and not be guilty of serving a person that I believe is lost and who's never shown one sign of being saved in 34 years of marriage just to keep up appearances. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that sin. Uh, And I don't want to be a part of her sin of taking communion when she knows she's unworthy. Of doing, uh, of doing that because she's not even saved. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver each and every one of us, Lord, from uh, not only those things, but spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, that we're facing and that we're dealing with. And Lord, I do pray that you would continue to remember mercy uh, and uh, uh, grace in the midst of chastising and rebuking your church and in the midst of uh, putting the pressure on even lost people so that they would come to know your Savior I thank you, Lord, that everything you do is for our good and out of your love. Uh, We don't understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And Holy Father God, continue to bless and protect people from mass housing crisis, a mass housing crisis, a mass food crisis, a mass medical crisis, and a mass utilities crisis. Even though, Lord, we deserve all of that and hell. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would bless and protect my family today as you have, Lord, for over 34 years. Lord, uh, you know and I know, humanly speaking, we should not even be here. Uh, Lord, on all of the faith mission trips and things and other trips that we took, and sometimes getting to our destination and we know not how, I know not how, other than you. We all should be dead. It could have been us in that tragic crash in Los Angeles very easily. God, thank you for protecting us. 
And Lord, I pray that now you would continue to bless and protect my family everywhere and protect, Lord, all other families that name the name of Christ. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels, the wall of your holy fire. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God, and cover us, and cleanse us, and protect us through the blood, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And through his name, uh, and Lord, I pray that you will have everything that is done here at this time and later on this evening to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we do pray for his sake. Amen. I still feel like singing, but I will not trouble you. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, today we are reading in the Word of God, Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall and dear friends that was Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 now here is the sense of it the understanding of it if you will, from the Bible Knowledge Commentary. The day of the Lord, which will be like a fire to the wicked, will in contrast be like sunshine to God's people. The phrase, the Son of Righteousness, appears only here in Scripture. Though many commentators have taken these words to refer to Christ, the phrase seems to refer to the day of the Lord in general. In the kingdom, righteousness will pervade like the sun. Healing in its wings or rays, if you will, refers to the restorative powers of righteousness through Christ, which are like the healthful rays of the sun. God's people will be spiritually restored and renewed. The righteous are described as you who revere or fear my name. Revere or reverence translates the same Hebrew word rendered fear in 3.5 and feared 
in 1.14 and 3.16. Revering God or reverencing God, obeying God, fearing God, rather, contrasts with saying harsh things against God. 3.13, the fact that the righteous rather than the wicked are personally addressed indicates the Lord's contempt for the wicked as much as his love for his own. The figure of calves enjoying open pasture after being cooped up in a pen, a stall, expresses the future satisfaction and joy of the righteous. Are you a part of the righteous? Green used to uh, sing this song. That's Al Green. Many years ago, I heard him sing it live. And it goes something like this. Nothing but the righteous. Nothing but the righteous. Nothing but the righteous shall see God. None but the righteous. None but the righteous. None but the righteous shall see God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know I can't sing like Al Green, but uh, you get the picture. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for a few of the families that have suffered so severely from the coronavirus plague. Yes, Lord, we pray for the millions as we do and as we have. But Lord, we pray now for the family and friends of California resident Tamara Charity Ellis. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Jose Flores. We pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Ebo Belfort. And we pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Mandy Joaquin. And we pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Denise Guslu. And Lord, we pray uh, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be and never get back into a backslidden state. We pray for Allah Benton, Onyini, Laik, Kasinglung, Uday as well. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. 
and Lord, do your will in the lives of those who are sick and comfort those who are grieving. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you are not born again, you're not saved in the free pardon of your sins, you have never experienced Jesus Christ because you have never believed in him with your heart, not just with your head. You need to make sure that you get saved today. Today is the day of salvation for you. You don't have to wait. If you're here today, you're here by divine appointment. Make no mistake about it. And if you want to be saved today on this Sunday, first accept the fact, dear friend, that you are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, who's going to be preaching uh, at Yankee Stadium soon, is a sinner. Pastor of the largest church in America. Uh, he is a sinner as well. We're all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight, such as telling lies, such as stealing from others, sins such as lusting after people, and things, coveting after what people have and what and who they have. Committing sins such as dishonoring and disobeying and disrespecting your parents. Committing such sins as dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. We all have sin, haven't we? And that's just five of the Ten Commandments. What about adultery, fornication, homosexuality? These are all sins that if you do not get saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on his name, you will spend eternity in hell. Your unbelief will not change the fact of that. We're all sinners. And uh, the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. There's a punishment for sin, always. If human beings and sinful uh, human judges and lawyers and prosecutors can put a man in jail for life or if he murders somebody for example in Texas can take his life then surely 
God uh, for the crimes that we have committed against him and against heaven uh, can and will put us into the ultimate jail and prison, eternal hell and the lake of fire that Jesus Christ preached about more than anybody else in the Bible and said where the fire shall never be quenched. But before we get to that, I want you to understand God's heart and how much he loves you. In spite of your sin and in light of your sin, If God will allow you to die, which is a huge punishment, I mean, that's, that's, that is a punishment, my dear friend. There's, there's nothing wonderful about death. On the other side of death, for the Christian, it's wonderful. The person who believed in Christ and obeyed Christ and followed Christ, it's a wonderful thing. But death itself is not wonderful. There's nothing great about death. Stop trying to romanticize death. Don't listen to lying philosophers who tell you that, who foolishly tell you that life, a death is a part of life. No, it's not. It is the end of life. You understand? On this ball called earth, hanging on nothing but God's word. Okay? So understand that. And then understand that if God will allow you to die, to cease to exist on this beautiful ball called earth that he created originally for us to live on and to enjoy, but we messed it up because of our sin, as I have already explained to you. God will, if you do not believe in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, dear friend. God will allow you to go to hell and to burn forever. Yes, with your pretty self. Yes, with your uh, handsome self, you say and you think. Yes, with your educated self. Yes, with your rich self. No matter who you think you are, if you don't bow before Jesus Christ in this life and believe in him and receive him and call on his name to save you, you're going straight to hell and you will burn there forever. For Jesus Christ said these words about hell very clearly. Uh, he preached more on hell than any of the prophets, many of the, many of the prophets and many of the apostles. In fact, he preached on hell more than all of the prophets and all of the apostles in the Bible. He said in Mark chapter 9, verse 43, in probably his premier sermon on hell, through 48, 
And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life, that is, eternal life, heaven, maimed in a wheelchair, with your hand cut off, amputated, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. My dear friends, hell is a real place because Jesus Christ said so. And he described it as a place where the fire is not quenched. He said it repeatedly over and over again, hell where the fire is not quenched. And that's where you're going if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. Repenting of your sins and obeying Christ and following Christ is the proof that you have gotten saved. For Jesus Christ said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, who's going to hell? The Bible tells us in Revelation 21.8. But be fearful and unbelieving. The fearful people too afraid to get saved because they're more concerned about what their family members and friends may think. They fear not God, they fear man. And the unbelieving are agnostics and uh, atheists. People who somehow have a hard time believing that God exists even though they're riding on a ball hanging on nothing. I know why the ball is hanging on nothing. It's hanging on uh, God's word. But they don't believe that. They're unbelievers. They mock God. But let me tell you something. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall you also reap. And uh, the abominable, these are people who do abominable things. These are things that are beyond the pale. That even sinners, regular sinners, can't stand. These are grown men who uh, take pictures of little children and masturbate looking at babies and looking at little toddlers and who would rape them if they could get a chance and have tried. Many of them have stolen people's children to rape them. Child molesters or child rapists, including priests and preachers and pastors and deacons in the church. The abominable people who commit abominations. 
people in the family who commit incest. Brothers committing incest with their sisters. Sisters committing incest with their brothers. Mothers committing incest with their sons. Fathers committing incest with their daughters. These things are not so to be, and God calls them abominations. And even other people in the family, nephews and aunts, nieces and uncles, God forbids it, calls it an abomination when family members have sex with each other. And now we have uncles and older cousins uh, having sex with their family members in that way. Nephews, men with men, lesbians, women with women, even in the family. That's a double abomination, by the way. And then men having sex with, trying to have sex with men and getting AIDS and monkeypox all at the same time. Women turning uh, their natural uh, desire toward, towards women instead of towards men. Uh, trying to have sex together, which is impossible. That's not sex. Whatever you're doing is not sex. And uh, homosexuals and lesbians beyond the pale committing abominations in God's sight. God made men to have sex with women, women to have sex with men, period. There's no such thing as homosexual or same-sex marriage in God's sight. These are they who are going to the lake of fire. These are they who are going to the hell where the fire is not quenched. There's no other place for you to go. I know the so-called devilish inclusive pastors have allowed you into their churches. But they're not, you're not in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're in their church. For they decided to do this damnable foolishness. It's not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that you've joined. It's that man's church that lets you in as a member. And your church, which is a hell church, a Judas church against God. My son Daniel White IV and I wrote a book titled The Judas Church. And that's what we have before us today. Churches that have betrayed Jesus Christ. That have betrayed God. That have betrayed the Bible. And uh, not only uh, the abomination of homosexuality, but the abomination now... There are two people in jail right now today who were taking pictures trying to have sex with a dog. The devil is a lie. They're pet. And here's the problem. You think the dog is dumb. The dog is not dumb. The dog knows that you are abusing it. You're doing something evil with it. And they look at you, no doubt, with their sad eyes because of the evil that you're doing. Because they know better than you. 
They're in jail today because what they have done is an abomination. And on and on we can go with the abomination. And these are things that God anticipated that people would do. Because man's heart is wicked. And he gave instructions to mankind not to do them. Don't bow your head. It is not time to pray. We're going to pray in a minute. Who else is going to hell or to the lake of fire? Murderers. People who kill other people. And whoremongers. Here comes the heterosexual sinners. Whoremongers. Men and women. Men are whoremongers and women are whores who have sex outside of marriage. Makes no difference who you are. Makes no difference how rich you are, how beautiful you think you are with your made-up self, made up of plastic. You're a whoremonger as a man, you're a whore as a woman. If you are having sex outside of marriage, sorcerers, people who practice witchcraft and voodoo, by the way, if you're rebellious and you're stubborn and you're proud, you're doing the work of a witch, the Bible says, is as witchcraft. And so therefore you are a witch, you are a warlock if you are proud, stubborn, and rebellious against God and doing what you want to do and trying to do stuff without Him. Idolaters, people who put anything or anybody before God Almighty. Some of you people, you idolize a man. Some of you women. Some of you men idolize a woman. Talking about, I'll, I'll kiss the ground you walk on and all this uh, foolishness. You, you idolize your children. Whatever God gave you, God does not want you to worship it. God wants you to worship Him. You got it twisted. You worshiping the thing He gave you that can disappear in a moment of time. Cars, golf courses. You rather go play golf than to worship God. You worship golf, not God. You worship sports, not God. And God gave you all of these things to enjoy, but not to worship them. They don't come before God. God is the creator of all of it. Some of you call yourselves foodies. I know all about that. You don't worship food, you worship the God who gave you the food, man, woman, and then the millions of ways on, on how you can fix the food. Do you know that food is like music? There's seven notes in music, and, and there's basically uh, five to seven kinds of meats. But you can make it into just those five to seven means you can make them in millions of ways, just like you can make millions of songs 
with seven notes. God is amazing. But you don't worship your education. You don't worship your knowledge. You don't worship that you can do things. You don't worship your gift. You worship the God who gave you the gift. And then finally, the other people who are going to hell are all liars. Now, if God did not get you on the unbelief, if God did not get you on the uh, fearfulness, if God did not get you on uh, the abominations that you have committed, if God did not get you on, uh, on uh, murder, God's got you on this. All liars shall have their part in the lake. Which burneth with fire, which burneth with fire, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So you want to avoid that second death because it's going to be fire and brimstone. So dear friend, these are they who are going to hell plus more. So hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, the most loving words, the most magnificent words, and the most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, go to hell, but have everlasting life, that is, go to heaven. It is the greatest sermon ever preached. You can preach, a human being can preach that passage that Jesus preached if he saved and called to preach in a million different ways. Plus, it is so powerful, so rich, and so deep. And all you have to do is obey what Jesus Christ told you to do to get saved. That is, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in Him. Believe that He is the Son of God who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Trust in Him. Have faith in Him. Depend upon Him. Believe in Him. Call upon His name, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the eternal burning hell. Get your eternal life insurance policy squared away right now. And it's already paid in full. Signed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you don't have to pay a premium. You can't pay it. It's too expensive. There's no price. It is priceless. You don't have enough money. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, 
Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg combined together and everybody else who belongs to the Billionaire Club joined together around the world do not have enough money to pay for this glorious salvation. Church membership can't save you. Getting baptized a hundred thousand times can't save you. You're just going down a wet center, a dry center, and coming up a wet center. Still, you're still unsaved and evil. Running around the church and shouting and dancing is not going to save your soul from hell. Speaking in tongues will not save your soul from hell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. And then you may do some of those things, but they can't save you. Giving to the church billions of dollars can't save you. But once you get saved, if you want to do that, that's fine. God will bless you for, for doing so. But the blessing truly is in getting saved. That's the beginning of it all. And Jesus Christ told you better than anybody else how to do that. Believe in me. Believe in him. Believe in Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Call on his name, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in the sinner's prayer if you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your only way of salvation out of hell and into heaven. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. Believe in him, and you will enter through the door of Jesus Christ from hell to heaven. Repeat after me phrase by phrase as we pray the sinner's prayer. As you believe in your heart, <coughs> in none other, <coughs> pardon me, in none other than Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I admit that I am a sinner. And I have committed all of those sins that the preacher mentioned from your word and from your Ten Commandments. And many more, repeatedly. Holy Father God, please have mercy and grace upon me, a sinner. And for Jesus Christ's sake, your Holy Son, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day 
by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. <clears throat> Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways. For I know that you died for my sin, not to continue in my sin. And help me to follow you in the newness of life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it in sincerity, I declare unto you based upon the eternal word of God, you are now saved from that awful place called hell and the lake of fire and you're on your way to heaven by the grace and free gift of God by believing in Jesus Christ and calling on his name. Now to help you grow in the faith, please go to Gospel Light Society, three words, dot com, and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door. It will give you the next steps that you need to take in your newfound Christian faith to become the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. And also email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some more information to help you grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, you need prayer right now for whatever reason. We prayed and have prayed uh, for thousands of folks, and we still pray for them today. And we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop uh, regarding your situation by name and per your need. Until next time, my beloved. Pray without ceasing. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be having communion soon. Now that you're saved, get you some grape juice, purple colored grape juice, not white grape juice, or a little bit of a uh, kosher wine, preferably, red, not white, not sweet necessarily, just a if you have a red wine, table wine cab in your house, just get a little bit and take communion along with some unleavened bread. And uh, take communion if you're saved and if you are living uh, a life worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. By His grace. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done 
for what you're doing and for what you will do. I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. Bless the communion service to come. And Lord, help only those who are saved and are not living in sin and have confessed their sins to take communion today on the first Sunday of August. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you and keep you is my prayer. God loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. And we love you. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back for communion soon as the music plays. God bless you. Pray without ceasing. <laughs>